Are you a fan of horror movies? Necronomicon Ex Mortis. The Book of the Dead. What about cult classics? Your move, creep. If you are, you'll love shocking things. Please search for us on all the major podcasting platforms. To see our social media and a direct link to our podcast, just go to anchor.fm slash shocking things. everybody to PWZ Podcast. This is the Professor Rick Del Santo and joining me as always on this glorious Sunday evening is Romero, winner, Showtime, Marcel Williams. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, my man. How you doing? You know, like I said, said Rumble winner. It was tough road. It was uh, 29 people because we obviously know what the one spot was. So, um, yeah, uh, 28 people, because we had a surprise, we'll talk about that later. Um, I conquered, so now you know what the road is. Diesel Mania 5, fan favorite Matias. I'm a fan favorite, so we got a big deal going on at Diesel Mania 5. This is going to be a great show, I'm telling you right now, and after last night, it's it's... It's going to be uh, gigantic if that's going to be the main event. So, you know, that that was just a wild surprise. I'm going to tell you, no offense, but you weren't my pick to win the Rumble. <laughs> so, <laughs> I kind of figured out. I think I was no one's pick. But, no, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. That's not a bad thing yeah. at all. Because the fact that it was a surprise, you know what I mean? I figured you had already been at the top many times in Paradise Alley. But you're going to be taking on Matias. In, at, at Diesel Mania next month, but you guys have a huge history. You guys have wrestled each other for championships many, many times. So that's going to add another intense chapter to that book. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a, a another chapter where it's kind of a redemption thing because the last time we was at Diesel Mania, he won his first PAPW championship. Right. So, um, it's, it's a redemption story where now I'm the challenger coming in now, hoping to regain the championship for the third time. And, you know, this business as usual, and I'm just trying to make it happen for the third time and hopefully make this run memorable. 
It was a great evening. It was a sad evening as well as um, you yeah. know Tuesday Tuesday night or Wednesday rather was our last uh, program. I was recording with Big Daddy and uh, Talking Tommy, the new broadcast partner for Paradise Alley. Uh, when we actually got the call that we had lost Big Jim Anderson, we did not announce it on air. We did announce that we lost a friend, but. Um, you know, this is a huge loss for the professional wrestling community in the Northeast. He had been getting out there. He'd been teaming with Ryan Frost and various organizations as well. As a And uh, he was just a great guy. So I just want to say I did not get to pay tribute to him on this show as of yet. But um, I just want to do that and, and say thank you for everything. Thank you for coming on the show, Jim. And it was one of my favorite interviews I ever did. Uh, it, it was really cool to share stories of professional wrestling and punk rock music, and he's just a cool dude, you know. And, and, and it was so nice to talk to. Yeah, man. I, I mean, um, it's so hard because I was just talked to him a few weeks ago, and we mm-hmm. had this whole thing doing things, whatever. But uh, we got, like I said, on social media, we got a little bit closer, you know, working with the. The no fans street fight match with Bull Dread and all that stuff, and you know, it's just uh, it's just unfortunate, man. It just like, you know, we 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 be sitting next to somebody one day and training, and then next thing you know, or talking to them, and then all of a sudden they're gone. You'd be smiling with them like nothing happened. You know, you, you hope to see them the next show or tomorrow or. You know, whatever you're doing with work or, you know, at home or whatever, it's just, you just never know. Right. You know, and um, I, like I said, I give my clothes to the family, to the friends, and the guy worked hard. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He worked hard to get what he got with Ryan Frost and all the bookings that he was getting. So I respect that man. And, you know, he will be pissed. He had a great attitude. And he always had a smile on his face, and he never let anything bother him, as I see. You know, mm-hmm. and we all have problems in life, but at the end of the day, he left that somewhere else, and he in the locker room, he was a cool guy with me. So he will be missed, and, you know, like I said before, um, and last night, actually, the rumble was what it was. It's supposed to have been, you know, a happy situation where PAPW was debuting for Fight TV, and at the end of the day, um, it became an emotional event because we also brothers. So all I gotta say is, rest in peace to Big Jim. I said it again. La- I said it last night. I'm saying again, rest in peace to Big Jim, and I'm hope he's happy. And I appreciate all his hard work and you know the time that I had with him to sit down and talk to him about life, talk to him about his kids, and the wrestling business he loved professional wrestling he really did and we you know he grew up in the as an 80s kid so we got to share a lot of stories during that time period uh, of that excuse me um it was it was cool you know uh being a connecticut guy and 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 and, uh knowing a lot about what happened at that time period in the in the early 80s you know so you will be missed big jim uh paradise alley did a wonderful tribute to him uh, prior to the event by a, a great speech from Mario. And then at the end of the uh, evening, um, uh, Showtime, Marcel Williams and Matias did a, another wonderful tribute to him as well. And uh, the fact that the 
when you guys went off uh, air, the crowd was chanting Big Jim. That was just amazing. So. Yeah, man, it's, it's well-deserved. He he always wanted to prove himself every time he got on that ring and, you know, get critiques from anybody. And just he just wanted to do his best. You know what I'm saying? So last night was for him from start to finish. You know, it was business as usual for PAPW, but last night was definitely fun. And uh, we just wanted to show the world Fight TV because a lot of people watch Fight TV who Big Jim Anderson was. So, I want to be yelling and screaming, jumping right now because it's our premiere on Fight TV tonight. And um, I couldn't be more appreciative to the crew of Fight TV and Fight TV itself for the premiere of Paradise Alley on Fight TV. First off, I'd like to give the condolences and prayers to the families that have lost courageous soldiers in the Middle East, and I pray for our troops there. Secondly, it's been a rough week at Paradise Alley. On Tuesday, August 24th, we lost Big Jim Anderson. He was a brother. He was a friend to all of us. I'd rather talk about Jim Perella. He was a guy with a heart a thousand times bigger than his body. He was loved by many. He was respected by many. He helped many people. Jim made an impact on everybody's lives, not because of the size of him, but for the size of his heart, how he would talk to people, how he would greet people. How he would just sit and communicate with people. And if he loved you, he loved you all the way. I brought him into Paradise Alley in 2016. I'm proud that I did. Myself, Paul Roma, Paul Perez, and Big C. Tracy, and all of his brothers and sisters in Paradise Alley feel the loss tonight. And every time that bell rings from here on in at every show, Jim will be walking alongside each and every one of us until our final bell. God bless Big Jim Anderson, Jim Perella, his family, his children. Jim, this one's for you. And all I can say in the spirit of Big Jim Anderson, you know, he came in as the enforcer, Big Jim Anderson. He had a clothesline that would decapitate somebody. So I say to all you young guys around this ring tonight, let's tear this house down! I gotta tell you, you guys killed it for Fight TV, for your Fight TV debut. Uh, I had a great time. Um, besides the emotional impact that the entire evening had, you guys really put on a great show. Uh, yep. The wrestling was top notch uh, throughout the evening. Uh, you know, and the fans were wild throughout the whole thing and crazy into it. It was really good. Yeah, it was hot. Um, so you can all go buy it for nine ninety nine if you did not see it.
I'm just saying. Anybody that's yeah, listening. I mean, yeah, just like, <laughs> just like Rick said, man, it's like it's on Fight TV 999 if you missed it. Um, just check it out. It doesn't it doesn't hurt to check out a wrestling promotion, whether it's PAPW or any other promotion. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? But you never know. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Stars is tomorrow. If not, there's some hidden talent in there as well. So check We're out gonna... Fight TV, Paradise Alley. Promo in Paradise, 9.99. We're going to get into that because there was one match that I got to tell you that I really enjoyed. But before that, mm-hmm. we had the Brick City Boys and the Haven. Now, these guys really, it, this was a great opener. I watched, mm-hmm. uh, I rewatched it today, actually. Um, I was there live in the event, stood right there uh, ringside, and watched it on Fight TV today. Um, this was a really good match. These Brick City Boys, you know, they're both relatively... Uh, they're not necessarily they're on the small side of big men, but it's kind of big, you know. Yeah, they they come from a group of you know bear country and right. um you know uh, Hispanic mechanics, so they fully trained, especially from uh, Creator Pro. So we already know who Creator Pro is. So uh-huh. um, under Pat Buck. So uh, yeah, man, they came prepared. They already jumped the Haven a month before and fooled the fans. So this was an opener. And the Haven pulled it out. You know, we don't get into details with that, but they pulled it out and over the Brick City Boys. And, you know, but the Brick City Boys was not making it easy. Right. This was a great opener. And I think that the, the Brick City Boys tried to, uh, you know, use the rules to their advantage or break the rules to their advantage. Uh, they were excellent heels, at, uh, so to speak. Um, as to use, uh, you know, bend them without necessarily breaking them. Yeah. So I think these Why guys not? are really, you know? yeah, right? I mean, everybody does. <laughs> I think these guys are a really great tag team, though. I, I've seen them probably three or four times. Um, this is the first time I've seen them wrestle. All right, I'm get off a little bit. That uh, This is the first time I've seen them wrestle the Haven in Paradise Alley, but I've seen them once before, and I thought that they put on a really good match. So yeah. I really enjoyed it. I mean, I enjoy the the way that these two uh, work together, these two teams. Mm-hmm. Especially the Haven. The Haven, I seen the Haven. It's crazy because the Haven. I remember them when they was sitting little fans at Dieselmania too. So they <laughs> oh, have <really>? grown. <laughs> they have grown a uh, quite a bit and became a, a well oiled tag team. So they have been everywhere. They got the experience everywhere else. So they have brought it back to Paradise Alley and just been better than ever. And trust me, they're young, so they still got more to do. You know what I'm saying? They still got more to accomplish. So it's just the start. They've been getting out there a little bit. I've seen them, you know, trying to uh, expand for a while. How long have they been a team? I think I've seen them around two years or maybe three years that I've been around. So. Been a, yeah, they've been a team for like almost three years, but they've been more than a team. They grew up with each other. Right. probably little kids, you know, so yeah. trust me, the teamwork was there before the teamwork was even accomplished. <laughs> you know. I know one of their uncles, actually, is a very close friend of my wife's family and um, so, you know, I see him quite frequently and he's a good buddy of mine. Um, yeah. You know, I bring him you know, I give him rides every now and again or, or whatnot. So, uh, and uh, I don't know if you've met him. He's been to the shows before, uh, Vincent. Uh, he's just a really good guy. And he's, uh, 
he's a cool dude you know i don't know what else to say other than he's just like a really sweet guy it's like they come from a great family you know um my wife's yeah. actually my they wife have a great attitude so i can tell yeah yeah, yeah. um this match the next match was the uh, open challenge for the intercontinental title i did not expect the response to this as uh what happened but kylan king is the intercontinental champion i'm I've spoken about this many times that Kylon is like one of the, the, the few that's in the school that I think is going to be a huge star someday. He really is. And he's yeah. really killing it in the ring. His buddy, his pal, tag team partner, and a uh, member of the Miracle Generation, Flash Waller, stepped in to accept the open challenge. And I got to tell you, this could have been the freaking main event if it had not been like a gigantic rumble match. Because this match went for about 15 minutes. And I got to tell you, it, it tore the house down. The crowd was completely in it, into it. And this morning, I went back and watched it, and I actually clipped it and sent it to a friend because I really needed him to watch this because it, it reminded me of watching Dynamite Kid and Tiger Mask from, like, back in the early days. You know what I mean? It's like it was that good, and I put it up on that level. That It was that exciting. Nah, it just proved that, you know, the future is bright for Paradise Alley Professional Wrestling. You know what I'm saying? These two went out there, they're friends, Miracle Generation, and they just tore the house down from minute one to minute 15. You right. know, it was just, uh, uh, it was just uh, unbelievable. I just recently watched the match, probably like, no lie, like, probably like 30 minutes ago, and it was real good. These guys just put it all out there, especially with them. And, you know, I don't want to keep using Big Jim as that, that crush, but the thing is, he was around them a lot. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, this match would have made him happy regardless whether he was live or not, because this match, was, it was emotional. You know what I'm saying? It's two friends going at it, but then now they got a, a major cost, not only for the Intercontinental Championship for PAPW, but now they got Big Jim on their minds and the loss of him. So the match was very emotional, and it was probably part of the match of the night, which we're going to talk about another match that's probably was match of the night as well. I think the match, well, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, let's Sorry. see what I have. I have I have them here. I have them here listed. Oh, Richard. Nope, that's not next. The House of Pain and Waves and Curls. Excuse me. I put them out of order for yeah. some reason, but I remember. House of Pain and Waves and Curls for the uh, Paradise Alley Tag Team Championship. Now, if you remember last year, Prior to is the last show before everything shut down, the pandemic. Uh, it was Waves and Curls and um, House of Pain and Team Espana uh, wrestled in a three-way match. And uh, Waves and Curls actually won the tag titles, but then it was discovered that Nick Payne's foot was under the rope. Now they ended yeah. up they ended up uh, reversing the decision, so it took over a year for this match to happen, basically. Yeah. So. You know, and, and there was a lot of buildup. I thought it was, I really honestly thought with that second chance that Waves and Curls were going to get, that we were going to see new tag team champions. But the House of Pain proved that these guys are out there killing it and that they're tough and they're one of the best tag teams on the uh, on yeah. the circuit today by walking away yeah. with those tag titles. Yeah? Well... <laughs> <laughs> We like to talk about the Tri-State Kings, right? So, basically, they know what it is. You know, they know what it is. 
they there was a controversial decision last time. I mean, this, it was controversial this time too. I mean, yes. but they still pulled it out. They still became still the longest reigning tag team champions of PAPW. But as we uh, wait, before we even start with this, the tag team, <laughs> you forgot to mention about the Battle Academy trying to attack Paul Roma and America. That's right. You're right. I forgot let's about go, that. Yeah, let's I'll, swing back and explain forward. Right. I did have that in my notes. Battle Academy yeah. came out to try to attack uh, Paul Roma at the end of that uh, Kylan King and Flash Waller match. I got to tell you that um, Paul Roma still got that punch, that intense punch. You know, um, I really like I I was hoping I don't know if it'll happen, but I'd love to see Roma get in the freaking ring. I said this last night and I'm going to talk about it a little bit more during the rumble as well. That when we discuss the rumble, but, you know, he came out there and, and just he, he handed the, band, the, the the Battle Academy their asses. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He surprised me. I mean, he's, yeah. he's still got he still got the punches, the kicks, you know, the the, the axe handle. He just <laughs> he still looked great. You know what I'm saying? So um, it was a good moment for you know PAPW and for the Rumble, and then you know it just it was an all around good event. But we all you know we can fast forward back to the tag team match because uh, yeah, HOP. Still. I know that they, uh, they, they <laughs> I'm just going to say that they bent the rules to 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 uh, retain the tag team titles, but that forced uh, Sergeant Murray, the director of operations, to come out and say that they're defending the titles next month at Diesel Mania against former tag team champions, the Haven, which is, uh, if I remember correctly, it was a house of pain defeated the Haven, right? Correctly? Uh, at the yeah, last... Yeah, Diesel Mania 4 to take you out. So... It's gonna be it's 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 gonna be an intense event. There's a lot of intensity and um there's gonna be a lot of emotion behind that match. And not only that, it's a ladder match. Yes. Yes, it's gonna be a ladder match. I'm looking now once he announced that it was a ladder match, I gotta tell you, I was looking at the construction of the building, how that's gonna be constructed. I don't know, but I'm I have faith that the House of Pain could walk away with their tag titles. I don't know. Uh, you have I, faith or do your favorite? I'm not, well, was, you know, I'm just saying, they are one of my favorites. <laughs> they are one of my favorites. I was asking because, like, you, I mean, you have faith or do your favorite, you know what I'm saying? Well, all right, so let's be serious. <laughs> uh, they are one of my favorites. Are they going to be able to climb that top tall ladder? Are they going to be able to pull it down? I don't know. Those those are what are they, what what's the the line that the court says? One thousand pounds of pressure per slap. One thousand pounds. So that means this ladder will be reinstructed. Right. Hold the house of pain. So it's possible you know, to take a mountain for the haven to climb to as well. So you know. Right. I, I think it's very possible the Haven can capture the titles. I think I think that's where we're going here. But, you know, as much as I am biased to the House of Pain because I am a fan, I think they're great. Yeah. I think it is possible that the Haven would. Thanks for calling me they out. They tag team wrestling. <laughs> right. You know, they say they tag team wrestling, though. They've been proving it being uh, 700 plus days yes. as a PAPW tag team champion. 
and I mean they they're they've they're and not for nothing I I know I've I've had them on here before and they're always a fun interview. Mm-hmm. They have captured gold everywhere they've went to, so that's that. Yeah. Excuse me, that's a plus right there. The the record shows for itself, you know. Right. You yeah, know, there's a very good chance they could walk away. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But you got to understand the Havens, you know, they're hungry. They have stepped away from PAPW to get better. Right. And, you know, at the time when HOP took the tag titles from them at the last season mania, you know, they just started in the business less than a year. So now oh, wow. we're looking full circle yeah. at well-grown the Havens. Versus the longest reigning tag team champion. So this match probably is going to be real emotional. And it's very story driven. Yeah, it's there's definitely going to be some, like you said, it's going to be some story to it, some emotion. It's it's a match that I'm going to definitely uh, look forward to. I really can't wait. That's Diesel Mania. Uh, it's going to also be on Fight, correct? From what I saw, I saw a flyer. Or is it going to be? Yeah, it's going to be on Fight TV. On a later date, but gotcha. September twenty is the event. This is the actual app. event. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna tell you that's gonna be it's gonna be a great match because the the couple matches that have so far been announced, and we're gonna get into that a little bit more. They're already top not ma- top notch matches for Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling, mm-hmm. and not for nothing. The uh, I guess the main event prior to the Rumble in Paradise, the world title. Matias, the world uh, Paradise Alley world champion, took on Richard Holiday, MLW star. Uh, and um, I got to tell you, this match was really freaking good. Uh, it went a little bit lengthy, but I thought it was really, really good. There was a lot of like back and forth uh, submission holds, uh, a lot of story. And honestly, Holiday, uh, when you thought I really I'm going to be honest, I, th- I popped when I thought Holiday won the title. But um, yeah, I really did. I really did. I I I uh, I I'll tell you why I popped because I sat here like there's no way Holiday's gonna win the title. I was thinking that the whole time, but when it happened, I was like, oh shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's like I really honestly didn't think it was gonna happen. So the fact that it happened for that brief second really got me. And that's those are moments that I like. You know what I mean? When I think something's not gonna happen, and then obviously you guys proved that. It wasn't going to happen because El Ref saw that Richard Holiday had cheated and uh, had talked to Ref Bill, and they ended up restarting the match. And Matias rolled them up for the pin. Yeah, it was it was surprise uh, victory, but you know the ref didn't see the legs on the ropes, and um, you know what we thought was Holiday that went in championship, which it wasn't. So. You know, it's some type of controversial finish there because at the end of the day, the, the three was counted. Right. So that's what I'm worried about. But I'm just we gonna talk about it later. But the thing is, like, Matias came out as the victor. He's a champion. So you know, it we know who's going to Dieselmania Five as the uh, PAPW champion. I gotta tell you, Matisse has been a great champion. Uh, he's had two reigns. He uh, lost it to Vlad, and then he won it back to Vlad, someone that you know very well. We're gonna get into that. Uh, and so I'm just saying that, like his second reign, he's been kind of, he's been doing pretty good, I guess, as a second reign. But uh, 
you know, we'll get into that in just a second. Yeah, Marcel Williams, <laughs> you yourself. Oh, my God. You are the Rumble in Paradise winner. Tell me, man. I got to yeah, like, yeah, you that. know. This was a freaking great match. Um, I got to tell you, the Rumble in Paradise, every 90 seconds, new competitor uh, enters. Um, we started off with Ichiban and Cody Perrin, and Cody Perrin didn't last too long. I love that step up in Ziguri that just knocked out uh, Perrin, where he just went down straight to the floor. Um, Ichiban has become one of my uh, one of my guys. You know, I like him a lot. I think he's cool, and the guy could work in the ring. He's a you know he's he's a quick guy. Um, you came in relatively earlier than I actually thought. Um, you were going to come in for some reason, but you know, you came in right after Vlad, and then right that, that that's the way it happened, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. try. And then uh, it was you, Vlad, and Vlad uh, came in getting rid of a bunch of the people and uh some people just decided to step over the ropes and say well fuck this uh i'm not <laughs> dealing with you. <laughs> you know jay bougie that one's for you um you know so i thought it was um i really thought that i thought it was gonna be quite difficult to get rid of lad but you 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 nah, and you know. but i tell you what though because my number came up and I was like, oh, he's in there already. Okay. So when I'm walking towards the ring and then I see him starting to throw people off, I said, this is my chance for me and him one-on-one. -on -one. So when I see him taking and destroying all these guys that he was doing, I said, okay, keep on, keep on, because, you know, it's going to be me and you soon because you've been sitting here doing what you've been doing behind my back. So right. uh, that happened. I got my chance. I, you know, I got the little upper hand, but, you know, this dude, you know, Vlad's big. Like, you know, what can I do? And then uh, <laughs> uh, Flash comes in, and then he decides to help, and then, you know, it kind of helps out a little bit. And then, you know, he gets the upper hand again, and then surprise number, you know, Kylon comes in. I didn't know that order was going down, so, you know, it helped out a lot. And you could say the rest, my man. You was there. I'm going to tell you, man, you guys uh, worked hard and got his, uh, should I just say, big ass out. Um, he was, you know, I could not imagine that as being easy. He is a tough guy and big and, you know, he annihilates people, you know. He's a tough guy. So I want to say that um, it was the three of you, you, Kylon, and Flash, in there alone on several occasions throughout the thing. Uh, what was that like? I know you guys tried to, uh, you tried to eliminate each other we try we try to eliminate each other you know every person for itself we try to eliminate each other and then every time we try to touch each other the clock pops up so it was like you know it's just and then yeah it, it, it was just i wish we would have like collided but i guess we didn't because you know it's every two minutes so you know but you gotta say it soon every time somebody came in they paid for it so you yes they did it. <laughs> and then uh, I didn't expect the ring to get as full as uh, it did on certain occasions. There was a bunch of people in there. And then towards the end, it was you and Chris Battle were the last two in there. And just as you think that Chris Battle is going to be the guy, you simply just sidestepped him and threw him right, tossed him right over the ropes. Like, And now our new 2021 Rumble in Paradise winner, future contender or should I just say contender for the world title against uh, meeting 
future PAPW champion. I think it's very, very possible. I think it's very, very possible. I, I don't like to make predictions, you know. Um, yeah, I'm bad. I'm because I'm usually bad at it. <laughs> so that's why I just give it up. So I wouldn't be surprised. I'm telling you that much. If if you did, I, and I'd like to see it, but now you're meeting Matias September 25th. I got to tell you, man. You guys, I know I said in the beginning of the show, but you guys did a wonderful like speech afterwards, and you guys laying out the shirt for Jim and the belt over that man. That that was just that was just amazing. Yeah, I mean the the dude loved PAPW, and you know I felt that you know since I won the Rumble and I'm going on, that was the main goal at first. But you know just to end the show that way because he loved the company. He yeah. always told me that you know this is home first. What you need, you know so. I just fulfilled what needed to be fulfilled with uh, Matias. And, you know, with that championship, just take big gym memories, put it on the mat, and just take that championship and just leave him with that moment. You yeah. know? My, my moment was what it was, but the biggest moment was what the moment was for him. You guys, you know, I used to like, you know, if I don't mind saying it, but I used to like when he came out wrestling he played that johnny cash song and you know and it's like since he passed you know i was just like i listened to that song a couple times the word lyrics might not be really fitting i guess for you know just to think about somebody like that but that song makes you think about him a lot you know it's just it was and it was a really good entrance music you know what I mean? I just thought it was it, it fit really well at the first time i heard it i thought it was a little odd but then now you look back, you know the character, you know the guy. It fits, you know. Yeah. So what else? So what else you got going on? You got paradise, you know, you got Rumble in Paradise done and Rumble over with. Paradise wrapped up. It's now time for Diesel Mania Five. Um, Alley Fight supposed to be this Friday, which is probably going to be advertised tomorrow. I think. Um, Ad- advertising, advertising that late. Yeah, advertising that late. <laughs> And um, I think we got one uh, two weeks from now. We got two alley fights, which is okay. another. And then Diesel Mania 5, you already know, September 25th at the JCC once again. Um, 360 Amity Road, Woodbridge. All that other advertisement. Bell time, 7 p.m. Um, We're going to do it. <laughs> Just like Rumble in Paradise, I'm going to do a whole week of promoting diesel mania i'm telling you because i had like five shows based on rumble in paradise because yeah, i wanted to try was, to get people out there you know what i mean and i thought it was it was did you you watch the fight video back i did watch it i watched it back i, and think I really that, enjoyed it i love that building i told you like i grew up down the road from there all right so it was a place that i kind of frequented uh growing up and i play a scrabble tournament in there through work my, my place of employment every year thanks to my wife by the way who's a huge that's i wouldn't play otherwise but i got invited once so i had no choice um you know the things you do for your wife um so <laughs> i gotta tell you i've always loved that building but you guys last night like okay the first time you guys were there was probably a year and almost a year and a half two years ago probably i'm, I'm trying to say i'm trying to remember it was diesel mania four was that it 
Nah, nah, that Diesel Man 4 was at the annex. We had uh, the uh, Type 1 and none round 2. Okay, that's correct. Yep, okay, now I remember. I gotta tell you, it was a little bit of a different setup, and I thought it was a really good setup. But last night, it was set up a little bit differently because the camera crew was there, you know, and you guys were on Fight TV. But if you looked back and watched the fight, I thought I think that I thought that was a great venue, you know, prior to the fight uh, event. The way it looks on television is amazing. It looks like a it looks like an arena. You know what I mean? It, it's yeah. just a really good setup for for television. I think. Yeah, we. I mean, I like the building. We. I know PAPW had a few technical difficulties with like the screen and stuff. The main mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it got fixed a little bit later on. And the music was their sound system was kind of like eh. so you know uh, right right but, yeah but uh, we fixed those you know that's what happens when you go live people you go live yep. and you well happen. it's also the first time you've gone live if the first time you've gone live in such a an app like fight you know so of course there's yeah. going to be problems you know what I mean of course there's going to be problems it's just yeah. inevitable you know it's like but you guys figured them out. And it ended up, even though, you know, some of the problems weren't necessarily fixed right as the show started, they were fixed throughout the show. Yeah. It still ended up being, you know, I thought that it still delivered really well. And I mean, I know that it was, it might have been annoying to, you know, guys like Mario and Roma and, and you know, the production crew, etc. But you guys still delivered overall. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate you as a fan as well enjoying the product, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, mm-hmm. the talent put it all in the ring, you know, debut on Fight TV, and that was a big deal for us. So wow. I really, you know, I really appreciate your input. Because it, mm-hmm. it, it was real special. You know, it was challenging, but it was special. Right. I mean, I, I honestly, I did, I felt really bad when, you know, I'm sitting there watching. I was like, there's nothing... I'm not technically gifted or anything like that. So I was like, there's nothing that I could do, but I felt really bad that uh, there were so many technical issues, especially throughout the show, because it's like, I know you guys are just trying to get on the air and put on a really good show. You know what I mean? It's already been a rough, it's already been a rough week for paradise alley as it is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. But you know, you always learn when you go on live or when you even film anything or the, mm-hmm. you know, the king, so next time, you know, Diesel Mania 5 is coming up, maybe it will be uh, worked out, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I- I'm pretty sure everything will be cleared out by then. You know, you guys worked. Um, you know, you guys worked through it. And so now you guys know what to do. I mean, especially since you guys are pre-taping the show before you guys put it up. So that's that that's yeah. uh, a positive. I want to say that uh, the Guardian of Chaos and uh, Talking Tommy Saban did a wonderful job on commentary. I had Tommy and uh, the Guardian of Chaos on Tuesday night, and it was Tommy's debut as a broadcaster. Period. It was his very first uh, broadcast. And watching back today, I thought that guy killed it. I thought he did a really good job. Yeah, he did a real good job. Um, I know he's been. Uh you know, doing his thing, trying to get ready for the event, and uh, he did a good job along with Big Daddy, and the chemistry was there. Yeah, and Big Daddy is Big Daddy, you know? He's got that, you know, he's <laughs> he's just good. He's just good, you know? All right. So what else you got going on, Marcel? I don't know, man. Just, uh, you know, life, man. Just, uh, you know, shut up and wrestle. I got going on with the championship tournament. 
and then you know Diesel Mania Five, and just trying to get back in the groove again, man. Just trying to get back in that wrestling groove again after taking the break. So, uh, so like probably what nine months. So it's like, yeah, it's just trying to get back in the groove again, try to make things happen. You know what it is. I absolutely. So, uh, you said that there's going to be an alley fights this coming Friday. This Friday, which will be the and third. Then the third, and then the week after will be okay. the alley fights as well. Countdown to oh, Disneyland. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Um, so I just want to obviously we don't know what's going to happen with those. No talent announced or going to be announced. Do you know anything? No, no nothing. I just know it's alley fights this Friday. So uh, you know, we'll show you the favorites. I don't know whether I'll be there or not. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> You never know. Maybe be answering an open challenge. Um, So what else happened in the wrestling world this week? I uh, have not necessarily catched up. I caught some of uh, Dynamite. I didn't didn't necessarily catch it all. Um, Yeah, I mean, I caught some. I'll tell you is like the bullet points where, you know, Raw, you know, they starting to start the uh, rivalry between Alexa Bliss and Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. you know, she's trying to um, push Damian Priest, which is a hardworking dude. He comes from the Monster Fact. And, you know, he went over. He uh, has gone overseas as well. So he's, I'm glad that the hard work is showing where they got faith in him to, you know, go toe to toe with Bobby Lash. So, uh, you're talking about uh, uh, Damian Priest still? Damian Priest. Yeah. Yeah. I think that he's a phenomenal worker. I remember him from Ring of Honor. Killing, killed it in Ring of Honor. Did a wonderful job uh, as Punishment Martinez. Um, killed it in NXT. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think that you know him on the main roster is a very is a positive for the main roster. I think. Um, He's just a great wrestler. You know what I mean? I think yeah. that that guy could be a huge star. Some people may agree, may not agree. I got a lot of flack for somebody I called a star uh, this past week. I want to get into that. If uh, See what your opinion is in a second. But, Wait. Uh, back to- yeah, I was about to say, who is that? <laughs> we'll All right. So, <laughs> obviously, we know NXT is rebranding, correct? That, that That's the whole rumor. They got a new logo. It looks like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So prior to that, you know, obviously, uh, we reviewed NXT TakeOver last Sunday, which was the final TakeOver of that era. Yeah. So, uh, and then the next night, we I think we praised Killer Cross, uh, Karrion Cross, uh, Sunday night, if I remember correctly. So he made his debut on Monday night in a completely different outfit. Uh, wearing some sort of ridiculous red hockey mask, and he looked like uh, an asshole, or what have you. Um, you like demolition. You know, you're not the the first person. Somebody else said that to me, too. So I posted a picture on Instagram. I posted it on TikTok, and I basically said, you know, this is what happens when, like, you have a great star. You know what I mean? Like, this guy is a star-caliber professional wrestler. Um, I said this before. Before he was in WWE, NXT, I said this when he was in Impact, I said it was on the Indies. I have always been a fan of his. And I thought that that guy has the proverbial it. I got a lot of backlash saying, 
basically that this guy is not a star. This guy is never going to be a star. Like, what are you talking about? This and that. You know, you get what I'm saying? Thinking basically people laughing at me for that, for saying no. that, I think that, that he is one of the best stars of today as well. And the guy very well can be. Look at modern professional wrestling. Mm. This guy has that old school. Mm, if you get what I'm yeah. saying. And he could. No, do, I get, no, I get. And I think that, but then again, these could just be some jackasses online. Of course, that always have to attack you for saying something that you like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but, no, no, I, I fully understand you. Um, I'm going to try to explain it real good. Honestly, yeah, we do got jackasses. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you're right about that one. Which I, I'm going to explain it to you. You see him as a star. I do, too. But I'm going to give you my example, too. I always thought, and at first I didn't pay it no mind, but Drew McIntyre, when he first came back after the release and went out to get better through Impact or the indie scene and Evolve and then NXT, when he came back, I was like, he's going to be a star now because he went out, got way better than he was before, got the look, and then when they brought him to the main roster, then all of a sudden, Oh, he's with he's a lackey for Dolph Ziggler or whatever, you know. So I understand where you're coming from, but the thing is, it's the WWE formula. Would yes. you a star outside? But to them, you gotta eat shit for you to be the star. You basically I didn't say that. no, you're, <laughs> but, you you basically reboot in a way. Uh, you know what I mean. And then you have to, they're, they're going to give you, like, you being a star in NXT, which is technically the same company. Same company. It is a whole different world. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It's just be like, yeah. oh, no, we're going to give you this ridiculous guy. I don't care if you were a star down in Florida. You're going on a national level. We're going to give you this comedic gimmick instead. Hey, Jesse Rose. <laughs> yeah. Death <laughs> That's a perfect yeah. example. Showing up in polka dots, etc., etc. Even though he made money, but you know, still, when he came in, it wasn't easy. It was the ringmaster, yeah. But you yeah. know, um, there's something I was going to say about that. Damn. Talking, oh, Cross, there was Killer Cross, and then you were talking about Drew McIntyre because he was teamed up as basically one of Shane McMahon's lackeys slash bodyguards slash whatever. With uh, it was FTR, right? He was teamed with as well, yeah. like the group. Nah, he was he, he was teamed up with Bobby Lashley and Baron Corbin. I think I'm thinking about something. Either way, nah, you're teamed- thinking about FTR and Randy Orton because that was on oh. SmackDown. Forget that. No, that's all right. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not an Orton fan. No, but I thought that when he came in and he was basically uh, Shane McMahon's little bodyguard or lackey, whatever you want to call him, I thought Drew McIntyre was really good, and that's when I started to realize I was like, dude, it's not necessarily that I realized because first off, when he was that chosen one, I didn't think he was that great. You know what I mean? But him going back, kind of. Yeah, but him going back. Him going back on the indies, Impact and 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 uh, what else? Evolve and the indies, etc. He proved himself to be really good. I was like, damn, that guy really is good. Maybe what am I missing? And then when he came back, he had the black beard and 
part of Shane McMahon's little group. Like this guy, for some reason, there was something about him. And I don't think he's necessarily bad, but for some reason, he became one of the biggest stars in professional wrestling today as a babyface. You know, is the kind of the complete opposite, but it's like he he earned it though. You know what I mean? He yeah. he by uh, working his ass off for all those years. Yeah, he did. Um I just, you know, it is crazy because I just wish he had that moment that he had for WrestleMania uh last in front year. Of yeah. And I think it'll happen again. I definitely think it'll happen again. I don't think that he's out of the title picture. I think he's definitely gonna be you know, I mean, he had three title, three title wins, was it, or two title wins during the pandemic? Title uh, wins, but the thing is, I don't, I don't even think he should have lost the first, the first time. I mean, that was upsetting like, because I, I thought it was completely ridiculous that he lost the title. I was pissed off because I was like, "You've got to be kidding me that they're they're doing this to to the guy." I was like, "They have no faith in him." But then, if you look at it, it was like they were basically trying to. In my opinion, they were just trying to build them up again. You know what I mean? Built like to to show yeah, the people. But, but 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 you didn't do that to Bret Hart or Diesel and all these other guys that had it for a year and some change. So why would you do Tag, that? T- title changes. Titles were different back then. People when people won them, they held them for years at a time. In a way, you know what I mean. I think Bret Hart was probably the last one to hold it for. You know, uh, an extended period. I mean, without with the exception of CM Punk. You know, I mean, of that. You know. Prior to all of a sudden things were changing on like a weekly basis. Did you get what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, Sorry. I get what you're saying. Speaking of that, what did you think about the 434 day reign of CM Punk? Uh, I'm sorry, the last, I missed the last part. What did you think about the CM Punk of 434 day reign? I'm going to tell you that I like longer reigns, okay? I think that they're more meaningful because if you watch, you know, the Attitude Era really, I mean, I know we talked about the Attitude Era. There's some positives, but if you go back and watch it, it's very confusing to be like, I can't believe this stuff was so successful with you know, Goldust and Bondage Gear and all that kind of crap. But, and then the period is just like after that, the Ruthless Aggression Era. And after that, I don't know what that, if that's considered the more modern era, but when CM Punk, Winning that belt and holding it for what was a four hundred and something days, as like it was something great to see because he he wasn't just losing the title say on a Monday, winning it back on a Friday. You know, it was he was built up as a champion. You know, and that I thought that was phenomenal. You know that they were doing it right. And I enjoyed it because he actually beat everybody on the Raw roster. <laughs> because had, you know, he gave it, yeah. they had faith in him. They had faith in the in the whole entire thing and in in the run. And it could have gone longer, but you know, the, but some, or you know, sometimes they just need to change it up a tiny bit. But I think it's. I, I kind of feel. I mean, truthfully, if you ask me, I kind of feel like he should have lost at WrestleMania and triple threat to the Rock and Cena. But that's just my opinion. Who am I right? I guess the Rock and Cena. Well, I guess Cena was a current star at the time. The they already did the they, they already did the once in a lifetime Cena and Rock already. Why would you do it again in the following year? You said it was once in a lifetime. You might as well add CM Punk in there with the four hundred. Uh, oh, okay. So range. they did that one. Yeah, that's one thing that I know we're we're uh, 
they did that once in a lifetime thing, like you said, and then the following year they did the same exact thing over, but they never spoke about the once in a lifetime thing. And I remember saying, I was just like, this is such horseshit right here. Yeah, exactly. Just like that whole time. And I guess the buildup was okay. You know, I'm not, I think The Rock, I mean, as granted, it's like when he first came out, not first came out, but when that Rock thing first happened, I enjoyed it. I thought he was hilarious. I thought he used some great lines. Um, But as time went on, I mean, you know, he was a showman and less of a wrestler, more of a showman. And I was like, while I enjoyed some of his lines, it's just, Sometimes, you know, when you watch wrestling, you get sick of somebody on television because you just see them every single week and it's just they use the same lines over and over. That became Hogan, you know, anybody. Brock became that guy. And it's funny because it's like after he retired and then would only come back every so often, you appreciate that person, even if you didn't necessarily like him during that initial run or whatever, or if you got sick of him. Same thing happened to Cena. I couldn't stand the yep. freaking guy, but now he pops up once a year, one two times a year. I couldn't stand the guy went during his initial run because I thought he buried everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now I actually, I actually appreciate the guy a little bit, a little bit. Let's say because he, it's a little bit special when he comes out. That's the thing with WWE is like they kill something to make it less special, but when they bring him back, it's special. So. WWE, yes, the WWE. Wait, there's a lot of <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, um, yo, did you see NXT? Like, I didn't get to see it this week. No, I did not. Um, I was kind of afraid to, but um, I actually didn't. <laughs> I didn't. You know, the thing is, like, I know, I know. Uh, starting next week, uh. Showtime and I are going to start doing the uh, This Week in Wrestling show. Uh, we were going to start this week, but however, I didn't keep up on everything because it's just my schedule has been really freaking chaotic. Um, I'm trying to catch everything during the day while I'm sitting at my desk, and this week is just too many phone calls during the work week and, 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 and such. Uh, the only thing I really, like, even the NWA was just basically a promo to, to sell their pay-per-view tonight, uh, which is on right now in the background. Uh, as we're speaking, I don't know if we're going to get to the uh, finish of it. Nick Aldis and Trevor Murdoch are brawling through the crowd. We're going to see what happens. But anyways, um, I didn't really catch up on on, on any of the actual wrestling. I, I tried to watch uh, some of AEW because somebody kept telling me I had to watch the Kenny Omega, Don Callis promo. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, because I, li- I like Don Callis. I think Don Callis is a great manager. Don Callis is good. Yeah, he is. And the funny part is, like, the guy has not been involved in a managerial role for probably 20 years. I think about it. He hasn't even been in wrestling for a while, like, in wrestling in general for 20 years. He just came he, back, like, uh, three years ago doing yeah. uh, Impact. Well, but, but I, well, I think that he did some commentary for the United States television for New Japan. I don't know if that – I think that might yeah, have been prior to that. Yeah. yeah so – um. Trying to think, I know he after I don't after ECW ended. I, did he come back at all or no? You said he was I out. Didn't come back at all. Wow, he, he was out for he was out for a while, and then he like you said came back for New Japan for uh, for the U.S. for commentary with Kevin Kelly, and yep. then 
he got into Impact Wrestling as part of like the directors and executives with uh Scott Demore. That's yeah. why you've seen that little turnaround with Impact Wrestling where they, they became finally good. dropped the DNA name. Yeah, they started being being yeah. good now. So um, yeah, man, it like he 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 has become. That happens with a lot of people. I think um, you know, I don't want to jump around like that, but I think as a performer, like you take that break to realize, uh, to comprehend in your mind, to get better. You get mm-hmm. better with that break. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, I mean, I understand, you know, the hard work of keep on going, keep on going. But sometimes you need that break where you need to, like, regroup. And, you you know, that may help you out to, to evolve. And that's what Don mm-hmm. Callis has done. That's what Paul Heyman has done. How many breaks have he taken, you know? So, even Eric Bischoff, same way. All these breaks that they take in, they evolve to be better. Right. So, um, yeah, Don Callis, I mean, I enjoy him on AEW. I enjoy I, him a little. I got to tell you, I liked him in the uh, Impact, rather. I think he did some really great work, but he was kind of a neutral commentator, at, as well as him being, you know, whatever, the head of whatever and basically running the whole show with him and Scott Demore. But the one thing is that, when he came into AEW as like the heel manager for Kenny Omega and stuff, the guy's killing it. You don't see heel managers often anymore. Like as far as like uh, for, you know, as far as men go, you know, there's usually like the female valet. There's very few men that are heel managers in the modern era. And Don is absolutely the greatest today. I think his lines and him being paired with Kenny Omega, I'm not the world's greatest Kenny, like biggest Kenny Omega fan. I think he's good, but not the world's biggest fan. I think that him working with him, they've done some really great scenes together, some promos together, some really good skits together. Some of them have been comedic in a way, but they're done really well. So, yes, they are. Yeah, they are. Um, Kenny Omega's okay on a mic. So Don Callis giving that crutch, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and that's what he needed. You know, it, it, it goes back to you, like evolving. Like we seen the Kenny Omega the six star matches and all this. Now we're seeing <laughs> the character Kenny yeah. Omega, and Don Callis is helping out the the Kenny by God Omega. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I like the scene. Was it when they first when he first won the AEW title, where they sixty nine in the ring? If you saw yeah. that, that, yeah, that, 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 that was hilarious. That 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 really got me uh, laughing really good. Yeah, anyway. I seen the promo this Wednesday. I seen it in. Uh, it was good. And I like, he talked trash about uh, he talked trash about Greg Gagne basically and 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 stuff like that. So it was yeah, good. He's like, you think you know me? You think you know me? Saying Edge's theme music. Like, mm-hmm, this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some people didn't like it, but I liked it because nah, it's a thing. Of course. Who's, I like who's not going to like it? The IWC? You know. Exactly. Like, back to what we were talking about earlier. Back to, you know. So that's the funny part. So anything, anything else that you got on the record today? Oh man, I mean, um, CM Punk made a, a return in Milwaukee. Yeah, and I yep. guess I guess I guess Chicago wasn't cheap pop either. So I mean, you know, he came to me over Milwaukee, and the same result. 
And uh, I'm just looking forward to CM Punk versus Darby Allen, which is should be the main event for all out next week, and right? Next Sunday. Oh, jeez. Hold on. When's that going to end? Are we able to do a post show? We got to look yeah. into that, see what time that ends. I'll be watching, but, you oh. know, I mean, they do I'm be done. done. I'll be watching. Yeah, if you're down, we'll we'll, we'll talk about it throughout the week, <laughs> through the week. Because I mean, uh, yeah, I'm down. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. Listen, I'm always down to talk about wrestling. That's what this podcast is about. You know That's what I'm saying? Right. If it's whether it's PAPW or uh, WWE, I'm down to talk. We're gonna talk about retro. We down to talk about retro. Oh yeah, man, I'm down. You know what we gotta do? We gotta get get the fans involved as well, where they want some. And that's right. Let me say this: PWZpodcast at gmail dot com. Send me an email. I say this every week. Nobody's emailing me. Send a message. Comment on this video, uh, because you know. Ask a question and we'll answer it online or we'll just talk shit. Say what you want to see. If you want to see us talk, do a retro review, I'm down. You know, anybody yeah. get in touch. Hit us up on social media, PWZ Podcast, the Rick Del Santo, Showtime Marcel, and we'll just, you know, get involved, folks. And uh, because we, we, we can't do this alone. Rick can't do this alone. I can't do this alone. I just need some input. That's why you're here now, though. That's why you're here on Sunday nights. <laughs> hey, listen, I want to talk wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to get involved. I, I can't talk wrestling by myself. I can't think about it by myself. I, I need you, Rick. Yeah, well, I love it. I love talking to wrestling. <laughs> it's, it's my it's my hobbies. It's one of my one of my biggest passions, and uh, especially the independent scene in New England. You know, I'm a huge fan of the independent scene in New England. Uh, it's been no secret for many, 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 many years. Uh, so yeah, anything else? And uh, unless we're gonna wrap it up, or now nah, we can wrap it up, my man. I mean, um, you know, we know what it is with AEW in the wrestling world. NWA is happening right now. Yeah, was it 70, yeah. 73 years or seventy eight? Seventy third anniversary show uh, right now. See, I should know my wrestling history with NWA. I know. I remember right? the NWA as you know 1987, 85. WCW. Yeah. So that's that's my time. I was around seventy three years ago. So <laughs> so you could you probably enjoying that right now. So I got enjoy. an on the background. Yeah. And enjoy and um, you know, the big Rick Flair return to the NWA. That's a really big deal. Historic that's a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my time and your time is historic to us because I mean, not for nothing. It was the greatest era for professional wrestling. Is the yes, 80s. It so. Yes, it was. All right, my man. But uh, you already said it. Uh, your hashtag at Showtime Marcel Williams on Instagram, on Twitter. You can hit me on Facebook under Marcel Williams. Um, you send me some Q&As. But next Sunday, we uh, guess we review all up. We'll do an all out. All right, folks, take care and have a great week. Be well, be safe, guys and ladies. <laughs>